0: You're listening to the Building Happiness Podcast with Gauratma Singh.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Building Happiness Podcast. Now today I'm joined by... Claire Tidmarsh-Brown. And we're going to be talking a little bit about Claire's personal personal journey with happiness. So before we begin, Claire, would you be able to give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself?
0: Yeah, so um, I currently work as a mental health development worker, which um, basically means that I'm looking at non-one-to-one initiatives, Um, for students at the university so anything that's not appointments, so it might be things like group work, resources, videos that students might want to see. Um, Before that I was working in careers for about maybe six years which I kind of fell into but really really enjoyed. Um, I studied languages at uni and whenever I say that people ask me why and I've got no idea why um I didn't finish actually um I dropped out um because of mental health reasons and I I don't think I was ready for uni um and yeah I in my spare time I've got um an Etsy shop uh, I oh, like really? to recycle materials and sew something new out of them. So mainly like headbands, accessories, um, eco-friendly. Nice, things. nice. The
1: link to that will be in the, z- in the description. So. Oh, okay, great. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what made you change from careers to kind of mental health services?
0: Um, it was something I was always like really interested in. I think like from my own experiences, I'd realised... I think there was help out there for me but I didn't know where to look and I think I understood that students kind of need someone to approach them sometimes mm. or just people in general need um, need others to approach them. Um, and although I loved helping, I, I loved the fact that I was helping others in careers um, and that I was kind of like doing appointments and on one-to-ones and doing workshops, I loved that side of things. Um, but I guess I wanted to do something a little bit more to do with mental health and a little bit more to do with disability where it was helping others um, and learning myself as well because when you're in a nine-to-five job, you then don't have a lot of time to kind of find out about other things. Mm. Like you've got your hobbies, obviously, and your interests, but I really wanted to learn more about mental health and learn more about students and mental health and and what had changed and what was the same and, and how I can help them. So this job kind of came along. I was before before I was working in careers I worked at a Disability Arts Centre in um in Leicester, at Leicester Uni. And um well it used to be a disability arts centre and it kind of um changed to open to all. Mm. But um I did a lot of arts outreach with um disability groups, with SEN schools, um with mental health groups and I really, really enjoyed doing that and thinking about how to kind of be creative with workshops and seeing what people's working styles were. Um, So I really wanted to go back into doing that. Um, So, yeah, I love what I'm doing right now.
1: That's really good. That's really good. (laughs) You you touched on an interesting point of um, how now with your work, you also kind of make yourself a priority, like you're learning for not just to help other people, Mm. but for yourself. And I think that's a really important thing. Often when people have a job and a career, they define themselves by the job and the career, whereas Mm. the always has to be that kind of time and space where you learn about yourself and you allow yourself to grow because without that then we often get stuck frustrated and then we can't be happy yeah but no I think that's really important just for any for anyone who's kind of starting on their own career or thinking about what I want to do it's important to kind of make sure it's passion driven
0: yeah I think there's um there are different types of of jobs that you can go go into or like different types of people that will go into different jobs because I think some people will they'll go into a job that they're passionate about in terms of work but it's nothing to do with like their interests Mm. Um, and then it's important to make sure that you have time to do those interests and maybe think about working part-time or just doing like some volunteering or hobbies alongside that and then there are people that will do a job that's to do with their passion and then they can like incorporate it all and I think like, there's not, there's not a right way to do it. Some yeah, some people like to have differences in their lives and, and want to separate their work and life balance. Um, other people kind of want to incorporate it all in. So it's I guess it's kind of trying to figure out what's best for you.
1: I mean, yeah, I personally think that um, incorporating what you love, sorry, <clears throat> incorporating what you love and what you do is really kind of critical. Like, mm. I get the work-life balance side of things, and you can kind of like work, but... If you want to be really good at what you do, you have to love what you do. You've yeah. got to love the work because then if you're kind of if you okay with it and you just like it, you'll quit halfway through and it won't bother you that much because you're like, oh no, it's all right, it's just work, mm. I'm just doing it for the money. If you do it for the passion, you you can do so much more, you can progress so much more with it. And I think turning your purpose into what you do every day is, you get a much deeper sense of fulfilment.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people, when, I think especially when they're at uni, they're thinking... To- it's a difficult time of life because you've you've just kind of transitioned from being a, a child of kind of being told what to do and going to school and doing your homework and then having exams and so then going to uni and then kind of being told, right, okay, well, you've got to study something that's that's going to help you for the rest of your life with your career. And it's like, hmm. God, I don't, I've got no <laughs> idea what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think it it's it's just a hard time of life and and people just don't don't know what they want to do and that's absolutely fine part of it is is learning what you like and what you don't like and if you get a bad job then just think well okay I don't have to do this forever um I just learn from it learn what what I do like and what I don't find my passion and carry on with that but I think I think for me definitely I want to do something that I'm passionate about I'm not as fussed about the pay or um about sort of the status i want to do something where i come to work i enjoy doing it um and i go home feeling like i've done something worthwhile
1: yeah no definitely so that kind of turns up my next question which is do you think that money success and fame has any kind of direct link to happiness
0: um i don't th- i think for me i think money wouldn't make me happy and from what I've seen of like you see these programs where people have won the lottery and they look pretty miserable (laughs) (laughs) um like a a lot of people that they'll go bankrupt or they don't know what to do and suddenly like I feel that if I suddenly came into a lot of money my purpose would go a little bit because I like the fact that I'm working hard for something and I think if you've got a lot of money then that purpose can can quite easily escape from you um, I think it would be nice to have a little bit of money, mm-hmm. and I think some people do use it for good. I think I, I always have this conversation with my husband of like, if if you won the lottery, what would you do with it? And um, I think I'd always want to like carry on working because if you're just not doing anything, then what's the point? What's the point? Th- there was because um, yeah. I watched The Good Place, and like one of the well, I won't I won't do any spoilers, but it kind of talks <laughs> about like the purpose in life and it it is it's a really good thing to watch because you kind of suddenly realize oh yeah like that's like the reason why you work and the reason why you have these obstacles is because you learn from them and and if you just would, if you were given everything on a plate then what would what would be the point the dri- the drive Yeah where everything. would the drive be um and i think fame not for me i think some <laughs> people i think yeah i think some people use fame for good yeah so like I, I mean I don't know much about Bill Gates but I know he has like quite a few foundations and um like Whacking Phoenix in uh the Oscars the other day he was like talking about like world issues and I think Leonardo DiCaprio does like uses his fame as a platform quite a lot mm-hmm. but again like it's
1: not the lifestyle that you want to have
0: no mm-hmm. I th- and I think with success that's very subjective because I think for me success would be being happy in my job and being mm. happy in my life and being like surrounded by people that I love and people that I appreciate and feeling like I've done something good in the world rather than having like an amazing job or being like the head of a I, I, I don't think I'd ever want to be a manager I don't like the thought of like, making those big yeah, decisions. No. So in
1: terms of success I think maybe I should have phrased the question a little bit better but success I mean, like having a goal and accomplishing the goal. Oh, okay. And do you think that your happiness should be, can you get deep happiness and deep fulfilling happiness from that?
0: I think it depends on your goals. I think, Mm. yeah, I think if you have realistic goals and you are successful with them, I think you can find happiness in them. I don't know about deep happiness though, because I think it comes from so many different areas. I think you know it's to do with your relationships it's to do with who you are in the world how you kind of how your energy is going out into the world definitely and then things that you were doing for yourself so I think maybe like a part of it would be but not all of it
1: yeah yeah I completely agree I think having kind of ambitions and goals and achieving them it will make you happier but it's not going to make you a happy person because obviously Mm. you get a lot of successful people who work really hard for what they get and um, even them they're not deeply fulfilled they're not happy they still Mm. they still have a lot of problems going on in their life and achievement is not in my opinion achievement is not necessarily a key to happiness Mm. because a lot of times in life you can put in as much work as you want like you can really give absolutely everything to it and you can still feel yeah and if your happiness is in that oh i'm gonna succeed i have to succeed and then you don't it's a it'll cause a problem for you
0: yeah and i think I've learned a lot more from the mistakes I've made than things that like, I've done well because when you when you've succeeded at something you don't get as much feedback from it and hmm. I think a lot of people forget to then reflect on what's happened to so, like if you I'm going back to careers again but like if you have a bad interview then you think oh what could I've done to like make that better or um what should I have said or how did I come across and if if you did a really good interview you just think oh that was amazing well,
1: mm. I'd, I'd smash that yeah yeah no i get the failure as a point of growth where yeah. you can learn from so a, a lot of the reasons why well two of the main reasons why people don't like to fail is because they're scared of mm. what other people think and they don't know if they can handle it themselves mm. have you have you been in many situations like that where you are scared to fail and if so yes. how do you deal with it of situations. I think we all have, really. I think,
0: I think from being in the jobs that I'm in now, Mm -hmm. we're we're doing things to kind of explain to students about like failing forward and like how it's okay to fail. And I think because you're teaching that, you understand yourself. But I like up until a few years ago, like I was terrified of failing. Mm -hmm. I remember I did my first office job, and I was thinking, I can't i can't ask for help because then it looks like i don't know what i'm talking about and then people are going to think that I, sh- I can't do the job and um and then they're not going to like renew my contract so like i would just sit there and and just try and pretend that i knew everything or, or just knew. struggle through it yeah and you do you do just struggle through so like i think with time and with experience it sounds like i'm really old now <laughs> but you do understand that like people don't care if you ask questions and people like prefer it because it shows your vulnerable side yeah i know people that that will try and pretend that they know everything and actually it's not a good look yeah i think (laughs)
1: we all know people who try to pretend like they know everything and i
0: think people appreciate it as well because if you ask them questions it makes them feel good it makes them feel skilled it makes them feel Mm. like they know something and they can help other people um so I think it's really important to like to ask questions and to and and to show that you don't know everything and um just
1: making it making an environment where you, you accept that, okay, yeah. I don't know everything and I will feel at some point in my life. Yeah. But just accepting that from the get go. So when it does come around that you're kind of prepared for that mm. and you don't take it as such a, a negative bad thing that people sometimes make it out to be.
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes it takes time to realise that actually your failures helped you. I mean, like I said with uni, I I, I dropped out, and for ages I, I struggled along, thinking mm-hmm. that there was something wrong with me because I just didn't get uni. I didn't I didn't feel like I fitted in. Um, I felt like all of my family were going to think that I was a failure because I was like coming back and I'd spent wasted all this money on uni, and, and I was terrified of like telling people I I don't want to be here because I thought I I should be here. I should be enjoying this. Like everybody says how amazing uni is, mm-hmm. and then. When I finally got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's it's terrible for mental health. I've like, my confidence is completely gone. I hate going to uni. I hate being away from home. And I thought my parents were going to be like, I thought they were going to be nice to me, but I thought they were going to be disappointed. And they actually like, they were like, we're so glad you've said that. <laughs> because other people see it as well. And, and when that happened to me, like my parents were like, you you were just not the person to do that yeah and and you just kind of become the shadow of of the person you were and we didn't want you to carry on because we didn't like who you were becoming Mm -hmm. um or like how it was affecting you I I guess and for me for a while that was like a major failure because I'd see other people that were doing degrees or like getting degrees and then getting these graduate jobs and I thought I'm never going to be able to do that but now I see actually I wouldn't be where I am now If. if if i had gone to uni and who knows where i'd have been so i'm really pleased that i failed with that.
1: <laughs> so did you did you feel uni or did you decide to actively drop out
0: i i had to retake a year mm-hmm. and um it was only like a few exams so i took a year out and then it was when i was about to go and do the exams and i sort i just had this panic of thinking God I've got a and I was about to go on my placement uh, on um, my year abroad oh, thinking okay. I don't want to do this I had I, I was with my husband um, at the time and I had my family and my friends and I was thinking I don't want to have a year away from this um, so and it got to a point where I was like I, I just feel like I'm gonna keep on failing so I might as well just quit and then start um, afresh with something yeah. else um, I mean, uh,
1: and when you're in a position when you don't like what you're doing, it's so important that you kind of get out of mm. that environment because it is toxic for your mental health. Mm. But one thing that I did want to ask is your parents were supportive of mm. kind of what was going on and how you felt about it. But how would you have maybe dealt with it if they weren't so supportive?
0: I think at the time, I, I probably would have struggled through it. Um, I think looking back, I think I just would have tried to educate my parents more and 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 just say well you know would you rather your child be happy and not have such a good job or, or not go to uni or see them just like deteriorate because because they're, they're doing something yeah they because they're doing something they don't want and I guess yeah i guess i probably would have done more research myself to try and like prove to them actually like there are other options Mm -hmm. to university there's there's i ended up doing an apprenticeship but you can work your way from the bottom upwards and there are so many other options out there and i think it's just showing showing to them and also kind of thinking well it's my life if if you've not got a a good support system then try and find one and, Mm. and create your own i was really fortunate i had i had an amazing family and friends around me that were really supportive and um I know not everybody would have that so it's it's finding your own support system and doing what's right for you I think
1: yeah definitely I think making yourself a priority mm. is a really big it's an important fact that whether you want to be happy whatever it is that you're doing you've got to make yourself a priority and understand that this is your life and you you're the one who's got to live it you're the one who's got to deal with the consequences mm. so even if someone disagrees or someone wants you to do something else at the end of the day you're the one who makes the decision mm. But yeah, no, that's really good. I mean, you talk a little bit about your parents. Would you see, I was going to ask, would you see your parents as role models?
0: Yeah, I would. They, I, like I said, that when, when I was kind of going through a bit of a tough time, I was worried about what they'd think, but it was more I was worried about what they would secretly think because I knew they'd always be supportive. And mm. I've, I've, I feel like my family, I've been really lucky with my family background. I had, I had both my parents, um, that they're both together now um i had an older brother have an older brother <laughs> um and we were a really close-knit family and and we still are and like we talk to each other every day and we i mean we're midlands born and bred so we're, we're not that far away from each other um but i think seeing their work ethic they were both teachers they retired a few years ago but they worked incredibly hard like a, a i I always get really frustrated when people give teachers a bad rep because that they like people always say oh you get six weeks holiday you don't it's it's all marking it's all it's it's all like the admin that you have to do when you're not teaching and Mm -hmm. um seeing how hard they worked and for us and then the fact that they were making time aside for me and my brother and like making sure that we got the best out of our like lives and education and stuff it was very inspiring but yeah they Uh, they were really supportive of us and still are like and i i think what you find when when you're in a good relationship like that with your parents you kind of have there's always things that you don't like because they were like they won't let you go out or like they won't let you stay over someone's or whatever and you, you kind of begrudge that but then you kind of understand why and then when you get into like your early 20s it kind of turns into them being your best mate instead of parents yeah yeah
1: no i agree i'm i'm, I'm pretty much at that stage where yeah. it's not so much oh do this do that it's like oh how are things going and it's more of a kind of like a it's more of a real conversation rather than like an instruction so yeah. it's that transition phase of i'm your parent too oh, i'm someone who cares about you i'm more of here as a friend now to mm-hmm. help guide you but i think it's a it's an important thing I mean, especially i'd say my parents were i wouldn't say um controlling but they were very protective Mm. of us when we were younger and coming to uni it's a it's a big phase when you kind of transition between okay like now i've got to do everything for myself now i've got to kind of stand on my own two feet Mm. and it really kind of helps with your confidence and just everything that you do you feel happier because you're not relying on anyone Mm. else and i think it's important that everybody stands on their own two feet too Mm. Like, you can be happy because, like, uh, your parents can give you the, all the money in the world. They can give you all the support and everything like that. But when you stand on your own two feet, there's a, it's a completely different feeling. And yeah. you've got that independence. And the independence brings you a lot of happiness, I would say.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that my parents try to... They didn't, yeah, they, they would do that so that there would be things where I'd be like, why can't they just give me a lift? Or why can't they just, like, give me a little bit of money? Why can't they get me a car or mm. something? Like, all oh, my friends are getting cars. And they wouldn't. And at the time, I'd be like, why are they being so selfish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, but you get why now. Because actually, like, there are... And, and another reason why I'm glad that I went to uni, where, like, my parents, they, they let me kind of have my own independence. And I did learn a lot from my uni experiences because... There, there were people that I knew that didn't and and you know they were kind of protected by their parents from all these things they didn't know about budgeting they didn't know about like cooking they didn't know about how to like shop for themselves or, mm. or just like little things that they have to figure out um or like relationships with other people because when you're at uni sometimes you live with people that you just don't get on with or you have to be with people from different backgrounds and sometimes they clash and you don't experience that necessarily when you're not at uni and my parents allowed me to do that and like I said Mm. at the time sometimes you think why can't they just like give me a bit of money yeah Um, but you realize why afterwards
1: it is is kind of building that independence and does give you a lot of kind of drive for yourself as well because you're like okay now I need to do this I need to do that and you seem like quite a driven person a motivated person I I feel like when you like something you're passionate about it you're really engaged with it and you really try and give it everything you've got
0: i try <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think there's things that like i'm not motivated in so like tidying and like
1: do, do you care about tidying uh, no, no i mean to be fair i'm not passionate about like photography really but it's just cuz i don't care about it <laughs> uh,
0: i think I, I i am naturally quite a disorganized person but i think i mean you're right, it might be because I'm doing something that I'm really passionate about in my job that I try and be as organized as possible. Mm. I think the times where I'm not is when, I guess when like my fears start coming in where I think I'm not quite sure about something. So like the the other day I did, um, I was helping run an event that was like just, it was for time to talk mm-hmm. and we had to stand and, and there were a couple of things where I was like, I could have been more organized with this, but I think I was scared about failure and thinking you kind of brush it under the carpet a little bit and i think that's something that i need to learn for myself to be like don't don't worry about the outcome don't worry about if it's going to work or not just try and be organized with it and then and then see what happens um but yeah i try i try and be motivated as much as possible and i think i think yeah i I try and like move towards things that make me passionate Mm -hmm. and then and then the motivation comes with that i think you're right
1: no that's great um would you say that you spend quite a lot of time reflecting on things that, like you said, fear failure, you weren't sure how things were going to go, and it kind of held you back? Mm. Do you think that you regularly reflect on what you do to make sure that you don't come into the same problem over and over again?
0: Yeah, I think. I think I used to reflect badly before. I when I was when I was a kid, like. I was very, I was very shy. Like I had no confidence. I, I couldn't like talk to anyone. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I'd always be like hiding behind my parents or my friends or anything. And, and I think, up until probably past uni, I was reflecting on all the bad things. I'd be like, I should have said this. I said this wrong. I probably offended them because I said this, and they probably had no idea what I was talking about. Um, and I'm trying to change that now. I think because of like my past experiences, I think. I was very unsure of myself and so I used to beat myself up a lot about what I didn't do and not thinking about what I actually did do so I try and do that more now thinking about like my little successes and and you know like compliments that people make or differences that I'm making little differences that I'm making to the world I try and reflect on them and think okay yeah I've done that and again from working in careers you learn about reflection in terms of your career to then try and show yourself off a little bit when when you're going to to sort of the next stage or if you're you're doing a transition in your career um so i've learned from that and i try and like make notes of things that have gone well i also make notes of things that haven't gone so well but Mm -hmm. i try and rationalize it more yeah and and instead kind of think instead of like saying i did that terribly and i shouldn't have done that i think well okay well next time i'll do it like this instead so try and spin it into a positive yeah definitely i
1: think that's a I've never really thought about that before. Of like, obviously, I get positive thinking, but positive reflecting. Mm-hmm. Right, when something does go bad, obviously you pick up the positive things, but really, kind of just understand, okay, what was actually good about that? What, what was all the good things I can take about it in terms of opportunities? Even if it went wrong, even if I can't see any good thing about it, like, what, where can I find one? And mm. really, kind of almost forcing yourself to focus on the positives. Mm. It is often sometimes difficult when you have such a negative mindset and you have negative people around you all the time how would you say that you switch from seeing things as so negative and reflecting negatively to reflecting positively
0: it takes work because i think and i think there's before i I was guilty of this like you'd kind of hear people say like oh don't be around mood hoovers because they'll just like suck up all of your positive energy and And, yeah, and I used to say that a lot, but actually you then think, well, why are they so-called mood hoovers? Like, what's going on in their life? Like, maybe they need a bit of positivity or maybe, like, they need support. Maybe they've never been shown how to reflect positively on things. And it's, for me, it's something that I've just kind of learned and I've seen other people do. And it doesn't come naturally to me because I think I'm, I'm still an introvert and I'm still naturally a shy person mm-hmm. um, so I have, to, I have to work on it and I have to like sit myself down and say okay well is it as bad as I think it is um, did I do as badly in that interview did I offend this person if I did offend this person was it all my fault could I have done something differently can I do something to rectify it now um, and just being kind to yourself as well because everyone's human everyone makes okay. mistakes okay. Um, and you're never going to be perfect and that's that's the whole point in life it's just it's just learning how i guess and and also thinking well if something goes really badly at least that's probably like the worst it'll get (laughs) and i'll get better
1: (laughs) yeah Um, that's that's true that's true i mean that's another thing that you're just picking out the positives mm. but yeah i had a question in my mind i just forgotten it now but um oh what is it what is it no it's gone it's gone it'll come back (laughs) I was going to say, so what are your perspectives and attitudes towards life? So how do you see life? What What is it to you? Do you see it as an opportunity? Do you see it as a blessing? What Or do you see it as something that we've all just kind of been forced into you? Hmm. How do you see life? <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the day. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, think, I think for me, I see most of the time I see my life as that I'm just incredibly lucky. Like... I've I've had like there's there's been bad times in my life and there's it's there's been struggles and stuff but the actual like where I what I was born into and the fact that like I I I wasn't from a working class family we we never had to really struggle with money we weren't rich but we always had a roof over our heads like living in the UK you've got the NHS mm-hmm. you've got you know you've got all of these
1: education's free and there's so so much stuff that we've got
0: and I think that kind of grounds me and that there's there's always things that that's going to be tough and there's all you you can't compare yourselves to others and, and think oh well so and so's got it worse because for you it's very real at the time how you're feeling and it's it's fine to accept that and I think I just I do a bit of like holistically I'm doing well I've got I've got a brilliant family I've got a really supportive network of friends and family people that I can talk to. I've got a really nice job. I'm not having to be like on benefits or anything. Mm-hmm. Um my health is relatively okay. <laughs> um
1: and so a lot of gratitude.
0: Yeah, I try I try and do a lot of gratitudes like that and then th- there's always things that I think terrible things that are happening in the world like political things and things that I wouldn't have voted for or would have voted for and environmental things that really frustrate me mm-hmm. and i think you can get really negative about that and you can forget of, about all the good things that are happening and um, i think it's important to reflect on all the bad things that are happening and see how you can make them better and how you can kind of use your voice to to spread that Making message bunch, as much as yeah. possible but also thinking about all the good things that are happening and and there's things like the happy newspaper which is um this amazing person's just created basically because there's all these bad things happening in the news she created this happy newspaper which is all positive things all, all like lovely things that people are doing for each other or like environmental things and reading things like that just mm-hmm. to try and kind of boost your mood a little bit
1: no no i completely agree mm. just kind of having that that almost anchor in the sense that you know that okay even though i might feel in this i might lost some money at the end of the day, I've still got all these good things.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I think a- allowing yourself to be upset as well. Like, I think there's too many people that are like, oh, well, just just think about like someone else who's not got any food or is in poverty, and and actually that's not helpful. I think have a cry, like be upset about things, and yeah. and and think, yeah, this is a really bad time at the moment. But then surround yourself with whatever will pick you up afterwards making sure you've got like that support network and it might be people or it might be tools that you have it might be like gratitude journals or whatever um but just allowing yourself to have all of those emotions and not feeling bad for the fact that your life is better than someone else's because it's all subjective anyway
1: that's a really interesting point and honestly I've never thought about things like that so you open up my mind a lot too oh good (laughs) but right what we're gonna do is take a little break Uh, and that's part one the cameras are starting to switch off because it's been half an hour but we'll be back in a second thanks again Claire thank you for coming but I'll see you in a minute
0: Cheers.
1: hello and welcome back to the second part of the building happiness cup oh let me start again (laughs) hello and welcome back to the second part of the building happiness podcast with Claire now before the break we were just talking a little bit about i've completely forgotten (laughs) just everything anything and everything (laughs) about
0: happiness about reflection gratitude positivity Mm -hmm. role models
1: Um, there's a lot that comes into oh sorry the last thing that we're talking about is um having a kind of anchor in terms of your happiness so being able to say okay yeah things could be a lot worse but Mm. also allowing yourself to get upset about things when they're Mm. bad and what i want to say is that you're right in terms of gratitude uh, sorry you're right in terms of um subjectiveness like if you're upset it's because something in your life has went bad and Mm. you're upset about it it's not anybody else's business to get upset about it and you can say to someone oh well that person has it worse but at the end of the day you're the one who's experiencing Mm. this thing that's bad for you but I, i do get that but a lot of a lot of the time, I often see people who are getting upset about certain things that they they haven't seen the big picture. And Yeah. So, sorry, what are you going to No, no, I, I, I'm just <laughs> agreeing, yeah. yeah no, I, I know so, what you mean. So, often, when people do get upset, it is important to take that step back and allow yourself to get upset as much as you want, that's fine. But just make sure that what you're getting upset about is something that actually has meaning. Right. They Don't just get upset about... Oh, my mom didn't give me that car because I really <laughs> wanted it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my dad didn't give us a hundred pounds today. Just like, understand okay, look, this is life is difficult, right? Mm. It doesn't make a difference who you are, what walk what of life you go down. It's going to be hard. There's going to be challenges. It doesn't make a difference who you are. It's part of life. Yeah? It will be difficult. So it's fine to be upset, but just understand when you are upset, once you're upset and you've been upset, Then make sure you're kind of productive about it and think okay now what is the next step how do i make this into something that could potentially be good
0: and i think that's where the reflection comes in i think it's even though like i've said before i i I can be looking at things the wrong way and kind of thinking about all the bad things i've done Mm -hmm. when i've when i think something's gone wrong um but i think it's it's yeah it's thinking about the situation when you're upset about it seeing it from all angles and thinking okay well someone had a go at me and it's upset me why is it upset me but also why did they have a go at me why why were they angry and sometimes they could be justified in why they've had a go at you or or the situation sometimes it's because they've got their own things going on in their life and I think like you said if you if you think about all of the angles of that then actually you think well They weren't taken out on me. They were taken Mm. out on the situation or actually I was a bit insensitive there and maybe I should have reworded it that way. And I think it it is all to do with that reflection and thinking, Okay, well, this happened. How do I move forward from this?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think at the end of the day, that's the only thing that you can do. So you Mm. can be upset for as long as you want. But if you don't do anything about it, then you're just stuck. Yeah. But yeah, so the next question that I wanted to ask is, if you could go back ten years and speak to yourself, <laughs> what advice would you want to give? Oh, so
0: <laughs> much.
1: Um, yeah, hang on, before you before you go in depth, right? If you had ten seconds to talk to yourself, <gasps> just just ten seconds, what would be the kind of most crucial things that you want to get across to yourself?
0: Ten years ago, okay, um, I would say it's 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 not all as bad as you think it is um uni's not the be all and end all don't bottle things up talk to people use others tell your parents how you're feeling because <laughs> they're worried um and don't go out and drink and, and go clubbing all the time because it's not good for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: fair enough i mean that's a pretty solid 10 seconds <laughs> i think there's a lot of people in uni who could use that advice too <laughs> I,
0: I think it's sometimes it's a bit of a rite of passage but um uni is not all about drinking I think it's better now I think when I went to uni it was a massive drinking culture and I think like the drunker you were the better I think now I think because of costs of things and because <laughs> people are finding other things to do other than yeah. going out and, and going clubbing Um, I think there's a lot more options out there and I think unis are trying to be better at like doing like sober socials and, and understanding like culture as well like uh, my friend doesn't drink um i don't really drink Mm -hmm. anymore um and having those options and not thinking that you have to just go with the flow with what everyone else what you think everyone else is doing
1: i completely agree but okay so that was your 10 seconds if it was going to be a couple minutes and you had a full conversation what would it what would it be (sighs)
0: um
1: would it just be going in depth about what you mentioned or is there something else
0: yeah i think i think it it would be telling myself not not to be so hard on myself and also I think putting things into perspective because I think again at that age or when I was at that age a lot of these experiences were new to me so I didn't know how to handle them so obviously you are going to make mistakes or it it is going to feel like the end of the world because you can't compare it to anything um and I think it's like I would probably say to myself well you know things aren't always going to go to plan but it won't be the end of the world and you will find other ways of of making yourself well successful as I see myself as successful and um it's important to have a good network of friends and not just friends that are kind of phony and, and not the right people yeah, for you yeah
1: 100% yeah I, agree. I find it I find it a little bit ir- ironic as well how you had this kind of huge thing about uni and now you're working in a <laughs> university
0: <laughs> I know I'm probably the worst person to try and sell uni to people <laughs> but I I think for me I try and see the bigger picture with everything and yeah and I can understand like if people don't want to do uni that's fine I didn't and I was fine but there are so many opportunities that you can get from that so it's just just depends on on how you are and yeah
1: yeah no I agree I agree no that's that's really good advice and to be (laughs) honest it's I always try to ask questions like that like what advice would you give yourself if you could go back because I want to make sure that when I'm like 30 40 50 years old that when I look back I'm just like no, I was good. I was good. I don't need to tell myself <laughs> anything.
0: I think I think you're always going to look back and cringe at something. Yeah, because, yeah. Obviously, I, I know mean, that going to like be something. I mean, fashion back ten years ago, God, it was awful. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you just you just learn.
1: Yeah, that's it. Life is a learning journey. I mean, I think it's important that people kind of understand that in the think in the day to day thing, and that even if things go wrong, like I'm doing a podcast now, I'm putting content out there, I'm, I'm inviting people, I'm talking to them and if this all goes wrong and let's say it just doesn't work out at all and i failed i don't i don't care about like the failure part of it i'm just Mm -hmm. like well i thought it was a good idea then i tried it and then it turns out it wasn't i shouldn't have done it and that's it I, i just learned from it there's nothing else to it
0: but i think also with this like even if 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 it's something that doesn't turn into like a profession there's so much that you get out of this because i mean we were talking before about like finding out about other people's backgrounds and people watching and Mm. i think by doing something like this you're learning from other people's perspectives and and about how people perceive the world and how can that be a bad thing like even even if it's not something that you can do for the rest of your life it's it's helped to grow it's it's helped you to grow and to understand
1: more No, completely. Agree. <laughs> uh, honestly, I just find it so interesting. It, you'll see this in all the kind of podcast episodes, I get so kind of engaged in the conversation. And I, I'm so passionate about it because I just, I just find it so interesting, and mm. it's so, and the fact that I find something that's really interesting, and it's really practical, it's like the perfect mix of both. Yeah. So th- doing this as a profession would be ideal, but I mean, at the end of the day, if I can just do it just to learn and grow, then I'm happy with that too.
0: But that's the thing; you're already. Like, it takes years for people to, like, think about what am I passionate about? What what can I do to make mm. a difference? And you're already doing that. And that's yeah. absolutely incredible.
1: I mean, I think I'm very lucky in the sense that... It, I think... Oh, this is this is almost kind of a weird concept to think about. And I've tried to explain it to a few people and they've never really got it right. But I think almost if you were put in anybody else's shoes and you lived their exact life, then you would do exactly what they do Mm. so if i was born and if i had the exact same kind of parents exact same kind of upbringing as you and everything i would do exactly what you've done so when people say to me and they're like oh my god you're so good at this or you're so good at that i'm just like i have i even made the choice or is it just the way that things have worked out i've i've had the mindset to make that choice do you know what I mean
0: yeah it, this th- these kind of questions <laughs> bamboozle me a little bit because that, that there are things like that where you're like well well yeah I mean it's just it's just what I've been given but I think it's not it's not all to do with what you've been given because you can see people that have I mean that everyone's going to have different lives yeah but you can see people that have had very similar upbringings or experiences and and will go down completely different paths and I don't know whether that is because of the all of the other experiences that they've had Mm -hmm. or whether it's because they've chosen that and again like that there there are stories that I've heard where people have kind of you know they've become drug addicts or they've kind of they've they've gone into crime because of, of their background and you can completely see why because of when they tell the story and at that time that's what they do but then suddenly something switches in their head and they think no I'm not going to do this I'm going to I'm going to like be a motivational speaker or I'm going to I'm going to help youths or I'm going to you know and I think I think sometimes people will just make different decisions and I think some of it is to do with your background and and your upbringing and 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 nature and nurture whatever but it's also to do with choice yeah yeah and I think people can choose to like go down a bad path and you know that's it's it's sometimes it can be justifiable because of their experiences but then some people will really like think now I'm going to push back at this mm. I'm not going to become what people think I'd, I should be or I'm not going to do this I'm going to actually like try my best to do something else so I think I think it's it's to do with choices <laughs> a, as well yeah, so don't yeah, think no. that you've kind of that, that you've been given all of this because it's, it's uh, yeah, definitely I, choices I, that I you've agree, made as well
1: I mean it takes credit away from a lot of people who've done like really difficult things if you say that oh you're You just done it because this is the life that you live. Mm. Like, we do make choices, and at the end of the day, you've got to make a lot of difficult choices in life, anyway. So, yeah, I I do think that kind of personality and the kind of soul, the core person, or like I don't know if I call it the soul or whatever it is that's inside you that makes you you, kind of. Leans towards certain things that would make that choice, Mm. or do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I get that. I get that. It's just in my head. Often I just think, oh. I'm even in control of what I'm doing yeah, all the choices. I know what you, mean. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's it's a crazy concept wrap we head around and the fact that only humans can actually think this deeply
0: as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you're not wrong, right? <laughs> but yeah, as but far,
1: far as we know, yeah, yeah as far humans as we know, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of blows my mind and it's a it's a really kind of <laughs> interesting topic to talk about. <laughs> but um okay, so like you talked about a lot of your kind of past experiences and how they have kind of shaped you and kind of pushed you towards being the person that you are I would say you said you initially when you were young you were quite shy Mm. right but now you seem very kind of open-minded right what is it that kind of keeps you open-minded and what do you do that was it a specific point in your life that you remember being like okay now I'm open-minded
0: I think there probably was a moment that I thought screw it okay (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think it's. It, I don't know whether it was a change of environment or, um, just as as you grow older and you get more experiences. But I, I definitely felt that, like, probably when I was about twenty-one, twenty-two, was when. I mean, I was still making like terrible decisions sometimes. But I, I, I guess my mind was a little bit more open, and I thought. I I don't need to be around friends that are kind of not really friends and they're putting you down all the time. I I shouldn't be listening to those kind of people um, and thinking, well, what do I want to do for myself? Like, what makes me happy? Why am I doing things that I think other people want me to do? Um, And I think that for me there kind of was a light bulb moment, but it came from all of these experiences that I'd had and and I just suddenly realised... Why am I doing this? I'm not happy here. And it, it might have been to do with uni. It might have been the fact that I thought I was going to go down this path and then suddenly I had nothing. And I had to kind of build my way up from the bottom again and do an apprenticeship where you were getting paid something ridiculous like £2 an hour. Um, and you think, well, because I'm working from the bottom, what do I actually want to do? Because I've got that opportunity now. And I think that's when I started thinking, well, what's right for me? Mm. um and what what kind of gets me up in the morning what what motivates me
1: what i got from that is that it was happiness that you weren't happy and when you yeah. realize that you're not happy you just say, like, okay so what do i need to do b- to become happy yeah. because we all want to be happy who doesn't want to be happy yeah. like that's something that we all kind of strive towards and when we're not happy that's when big changes really come across in our mm-hmm. lives but no that's that's a really important thing just to kind of just be thinking about reflecting on am I happy if I'm not what do I need to do well, how do I need to change because mm. sometimes the change is something that you've got to do as a person like if let's say you've got a really big ego and that's stopping you from being happy you've got to think okay how do I get my ego down how do I stop myself from yeah. like doing these things thinking in a certain way but no I agree I, that's, a, that's a really good point though
0: I think one of my things was comparing myself to others and thinking and, and, and especially when I like made that decision to to leave uni I, I was comparing myself a lot and thinking, Well, you know, now I'm doing this apprenticeship and, and, and now like I'm I'm just work I'm like working in a cafe and, and you know, my friends are going to uni and they're gonna get like these big graduate jobs like what have I done? They're gonna they're gonna be seen as successes, they're gonna see me as like just this lowly person. And then you catch yourself and thinking, Why? Like your job doesn't make you who you are, well, like your your successes don't have to be about uni. And um yeah it's catching yourself and it's and again it's that reflecting and thinking what is making me happy what isn't and the path that i was going down was not making me happy so i found something else that
1: did fair enough fair (laughs) enough i mean um i I I keep forgetting my questions i need to (laughs) writing them down but um one thing that i do want to touch on is you said that you got a lot of people who you look at and you like it would almost kind of put you off quitting uni because you're like oh no everyone else is gonna have a graduate job yeah would you say that that's that kind of fear of other people and judgment has been emphasized because of social media
0: i don't think it helps i think there's a lot of good things that can come from social media um and things like opening up about mental health is 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 one of them and and i think people are being better at like showing the tough sides of their life but yeah i think i think social media can be can be terrible for your own self-esteem because you're just seeing people having these amazing times people like they don't post when they get like a two two or they they fail a piece of coursework or an exam they only post when they they do and i've been guilty of that like i don't want to post when i've done something badly
1: yeah
0: um so yeah i think it it can be really terrible for for your own well-being and it's reminding yourself that you're not seeing the full picture here um That. And a lot of the time people are posting positive things because because they're scared of the negative things or that they're, they're also looking up to these other people on social media that are putting all these amazing things I think, well, I can't post this bad thing now. So I've got to post this um, amazing selfie with like all these filters and like mm. showing that I'm fine at uni and nobody needs to worry about me. And it's just not real life.
1: Yeah, no, that's completely true. I do think that social media does create that kind of um, barrier between what is actually really going on and who I want to show myself as mm. but again being who you are at the core of yourself and really just kind of opening up about that there's so much happiness to be found in just mm. being who you want to be not having that fear of other people not having that fear of judgment not having that fear of oh, what if things go wrong or if things have gone wrong are you able to accept them because things will go wrong again and again in your yeah. life and it's just getting to the place where you can say, yeah, things will go wrong. And often it is ego that stops people from getting to the point where they can say that because they yeah. they're like, oh, well, no, no, I, everyone's going to think bad about me. And it's like. Oh, it, I have he, this
0: reputation to. Yeah, to yeah,
1: uphold. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's a, it's a really interesting um kind of topic to talk about because there's, there's so much that social media and technology is providing us with there's obviously loads of like opportunities that you said it Mm. it can be really good if you use it properly and there's a lot of kind of positive messages being shared and there's there's people who are doing different things with social media and it's great in that sense but again when the kind of top famous kind of role models in the world are people who aren't like that who let's say celebrities a lot of them aren't even happy in their own lives yet. Mm. Millions of people are looking at, to them and thinking, I want to be like that person. I want to be like that person. When they don't have a clue what's going on in their Because like you said, we're all just human. Yeah. We're all just people at the end of the day. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to do what they feel like. And if you look up to them and think, I want to be exactly like them. If they're not happy with their life, you're going to follow in their footsteps. And then be like, okay, now I'm screwed. Mm. You got to, it's. And I was talking to someone, Che uh, in one of the other episodes, and he was talking about, why such a big advocate of being yourself because if you're not yourself at that like you you just you're just a follower at the end of the day like mm. and it, it is on social media oh you're a follower and literally that's just because, that's just what you become if you just follow people all the time you just become a follower and it i think it's important to understand the difference between looking up to someone as a role model and copying their life
0: yeah and i think it is also thinking about well how much of this celebrity is real? Because a lot of the time, they've got people writing their own stuff for them. I mean, that I, I remember there was. I think it, I, I don't I don't watch like Keeping Up the Kardashians or anything. But it's <laughs> okay if you do want to judge you. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one of them. Um, they posted something and like they forgot to take the actual bit that says please post this or post this at this time (laughs) and they copied and paste the whole thing it's like well you're clearly not in like the only reason why you're endorsing these diet tablets and saying that they're making you happy is is because you're being told to do it or because you are being endorsed for it and and i can kind of understand why celebrities wouldn't show their real selves because at the end of the day a lot of them are actors and they want to keep their personal lives private but I think it's a very dangerous thing to put out this persona and saying I'm happy all the time. I'm going to the gym and I'm like dangerously underweight, but everyone says I'm healthy, um, and making people think that that's the norm. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I think I, you've I seen it a lot with, with celebrities
1: that. now as well. That they're like, oh, I'm taking a break from social media. Mm. I'm taking time to reflect on myself because they spent so long kind of involved in that world of trying to get those likes, trying to get those numbers, mm. and it again, like I, I try to use the example of. Uh, short-term happiness and when you post a picture on instagram or something and you get likes you do feel happy you don't mean it's reason in your brain it's normal right mm. so it's very easy to be like okay now i got 30 likes on that picture and 50 likes on the next one and a hundred likes and you just keep going through that and then it's a sh- short circuit of happiness where you don't have to work for it, you don't have to put any effort in mm. and it can get taken away like that as well and if you live on that kind of premise of okay i need this short-term happiness again and again and without this my world crumbles you're not going to be happy in your life and you're never 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 going to get that deep fulfillment that so many people even celebrities are looking for even your role models that you think oh this person's so amazing you don't know what's going on in their head you need to figure out your own mind and stop looking at all these kind of external people because at, at the end of the day it's about you as a person mm-hmm. and how happy you are
0: and like you said it you forget to see the bigger picture then and you just mm. can't you just following these numbers and and the thing is with social media it also it is all to do with like likes and follows and you think oh well, when i get to a thousand followers i'll be happy then you get to a thousand followers you're like oh but someone has got two thousand so I'm, yeah, i need to get no. to. so it's, it just carries on it's a never-ending on. game isn't yeah. it? it's the
1: same thing with money when people are like oh i need to make this much money yeah. it's like there's only so much money that you need to be comfortable and, like, provide for your family and things like that. Mm. When you're looking at, like, oh, I've got a million, but I need more. And it's like, okay, yeah, what well, you can do with it? Oh, I just need more money. And yeah. it's just like... Why? <laughs> at the end of the day, you're just wasting your time. And, and that, again, comes back to what we're saying about gratitude. And, like, we are so lucky to have this life, and mm. it's only one life that we have. So why spend it doing something that you don't care about? Do spend it doing something that you're really passionate about and you're not just doing to impress other people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, yeah very true
1: <laughs> <laughs> now okay so do you have a system or routine or something that you have that's kind of that I want to say anchors your happiness uh, some routine something along those lines that you make sure that you do every day it might be a checklist anything along those lines
0: I have an ideal checklist I don't always follow it mm-hmm. Um, I I always feel better if I've done some of the things that I don't like doing like and going to the gym like oh, okay. I, I always feel better if I have been to the gym but it's one of those things where you're like I really don't want to go but then it, it does make all the difference hmm. and I, I try and incorporate I've not been very good recently but that's something that I like to have in my routine to to and it's like getting the endorphins going and 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 hmm. feeling like you've kind of made an effort with it and I it think builds
1: it builds your confidence because when you do yeah. one thing that's difficult you're like or oh, even if I do nothing today, at least I did that like, one thing. Or you can flip it and you can say, "Well, I did this one thing. I mean, there's nothing stopping me from doing the next thing." Yeah. And I think that's it. for me. I did an um, episode of the podcast on habits, and the main habit that I talked about is habit of making yourself do things that you don't want to do because. Mm nine times out of ten when you're talking about going to the gym you're not gonna want to go mm. you're not gonna you're not gonna feel like it you're gonna wake up and if you are going to the, uh, the gym in the m- morning you want to stay in your nice comfy bed and it's so <laughs> easy because you're just like no one's telling me to go it's my own responsibility it's my own choice if i do go so why would i give up this time in my nice relaxing bed to go and push myself and do things that hurt mm. and uh, difficult but you know for a fact that in the bigger picture in the long run you're going to respect yourself more and you're going to be happier with who you are if you do do that Mm. so it's important that and that one habit gets reflected in absolutely every single thing that you do in your life so it doesn't make a difference if it's work if it's gym if it's relationships like you've got to make sure that okay it is difficult i don't necessarily want to do it but i'm going to make myself do it anyways Mm -hmm. because if i want to be the person that i want to be i've got to build that habit up
0: and it's like you said, it it's thinking about the bigger picture again. It's, it's thinking at this moment in time, this is the last thing I wanna do because I'd rather be in bed or I'd rather be eating a big old slab of chocolate cake or something. <laughs> but in the long term you think of all of these health bene- well, health benefits but also happiness benefits of of things it doesn't have to be exercise and I know that sometimes they can go to the extreme. Um, but things that do make you happy that maybe in the short term don't it is important to think long-term this is going to help me this is like that little bit of revision or like just spending 10 minutes a day learning another language or something mm. i might not want to do it but actually in a few years time it's going to completely change my life or it's yeah. going to it's going to put me on track to do whatever i wanted to do in the first place i,
1: think, yeah, I completely agree i think it's, it's really important that you just oh, I, i'm such a i'm such an advocate for living in the long term being happy today right but working for the long term like i don't see myself making a substantial amount of money in the next 10 maybe 15 years right it's only after that when i'm like okay that's when i'm really gonna grow and it and i'm happy with that like that's okay and i've accepted that and i've set my expectations to roughly like 10 15 years and then that's when things will go well and even if they don't then i'll still be happy but just it's it, it changes your perspective on everything that you see And the people that are around you as well. So if you do see people, if you talk to people regularly, if there's family members who are living in that short term happiness of like, oh, okay, maybe it's likes and followers or maybe it's just eating that slab of chocolate cake like you said, <laughs> how do you how would you push them into being like, Okay, look, you know in the long term this is gonna be detrimental to your mental health. So wow. how would you try and go about fixing that? I
0: think it's it's having a conversation with them and and asking them why if it's this goal that they've got why they wanted to set that in the first place why it's going to make them happy and I think it's difficult to have that conversation with yourself sometimes because you can just ignore yourself but if someone's asking you and then you're telling them you're almost trying to convince them why you did this in the first place and then Mm -hmm. it's convincing yourself it's like a sort of an after effect um so I think it's like starting that conversation with them and saying well well, what did you, why did you do this in the first place? And sometimes, actually, it, it helps me to think, actually, this, this isn't long-term happy, happiness for me. I thought it was, but actually, no, this isn't what I want to do. There's been a couple of things where I thought, why am I doing this? After talking to someone, I was like, this isn't making me happy. But if it is genuinely something, if it's something that you want to learn or something like you want to change your your fitness habits or just habits in general, mm-hmm. it's going back and saying to yourself, well, why did I want to do this in the first place? how is it going to make me a better person or how is it going to make me feel happier and it's to do with that happiness as yeah, well yeah I was going to say
1: because a lot of people often say oh I'll make you a better person I don't want to be a bad person no. and then like, no, no no sorry that wasn't me saying that I don't want to be no, a bad no, person no no I know I, mean, I know like, yeah, yeah, mean. like, like some people say like oh so it is that kind of happiness yeah. drive that like yeah like it, you might not think it will make you happy now but in the long term just kind of reminding them and just showing them that like and I think almost being a role model comes into it as well so
0: yeah i think it's just important to look out for other people and and being aware if if something's not quite right with them reaching out to them and saying well you know what's going on and there's there's this um campaign at the moment that you know i think especially in england we've got like this thing of just saying you're right hello how are you and you say oh i'm good thanks for you (laughs) but it's asking them twice it's saying no actually really how are you like tell me like what's going on with your day like what what struggles are you going through like what well not not depressing yeah, them yeah, but but, like but it's, you know
1: asking a real question yeah. rather than just saying it. No, what makes
0: you happy? What what can I do to help you do that? And and something that I found really powerful is is when people have said to me, okay, well this is this is what you want to do. Clearly at the moment you're not being able to do that. How can I help? What can I do to help that? And for me sometimes like if it's if it's like going to the gym, um, like my husband says to me, well let's go together, like. We'll, we'll just do something we won't concentrate on like how hard we work out or whatever we'll just go there and just the fact that you've been to the gym you don't have to think about like going for an hour or, or however long we'll just do it for like we'll say we'll do it for five minutes and then at least you've done it mm-hmm. at least you can take it I guess maybe it's it's like cutting down your checklist and thinking well okay yes it is going to make me fitter yes I am going to feel healthier but actually just getting there and getting through the doors is just going to be an achievement because I didn't do that yesterday.
1: That's true. There's, there's little steps that make the long journey. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And you um, you touched on, like, actually, when you ask a question, genuinely look for the response to it. Mm. And I think it was, a, I can't remember if what company it was, but basically there's a company that, what they look for is when they say, how are you? They want to see if you're looking for the actual response to that. Like mm. so if you're going to ask someone, oh, how are you doing? Like, you don't just ask them just to be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, what about you? Yeah, I'm fine. It's like, what is that connection that you're trying to make with that person? What yeah. is the deeper meaning behind the question?
0: And and allowing people to have that space to respond. Mm. And I think sometimes people... <laughs> sometimes when people... I've had it before, people ask how you are, but actually it's because they want to talk about themselves.
1: Yeah, no, no, I've had that so. <laughs> And I think it's,
0: it's fine because you, you do need to to be able to have someone to talk to but it's allowing them to talk first and and not kind of saying oh that's nothing I've had this day or oh yeah well, or like, never compare. yeah and and not I guess not kind of interrupting them and saying oh yeah yeah and, and I, this happened to me and then get bringing it back to you like just allowing them to say everything that they need to say and then gauging whether or not they're happy with having that conversation with you about your feelings, because sometimes people can be so down they just can't think about anything else at that time. Mm. And then when you feel it's it's appropriate, then talking to them about your feelings. Um, but at the same time, I think it's important to find someone where you can say, "Look, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling great. Yeah. I just want to have a chat." I
1: you. mean, if you can find it in one person, where you do both. They listen to you, and you listen to them. That's a- ideal but often what you'll find is people will come to you but you can't necessarily open up to them and talk to them about some stuff so then you've got to try and just make sure they've got that good support system Mm. okay now just to finish off right what would be your main message to everyone who's watching or listening what's the main thing that you want to leave them with
0: um i think i would say just try and be kind to each other try and learn from each other and don't jump to conclusions too much like find out about someone's background before you judge them it's very very easy to judge people i know i'm i'm guilty of that sometimes but just just try and be kind to everyone no. and everything kill them with kindness <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that's a really nice message to finish up on thank you. but it's been a pleasure having you here today. thank you for
0: having me it's, it's been really enjoyable no,
1: i'm glad i'm glad but That's all for today, unfortunately. Uh, Thanks again for coming, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.